<laughs> Hello, my test. And yes, that's right, my test. I already have a mic. May mic na ako. Okay, who you guys? <laughs> no, but every time that I record a podcast, I didn't have a mic. Who would have thought? That's why whenever I would laugh, you could hear the air. <laughs> but now, <laughs> you can't and you won't. <laughs> That's because I already have a mic. But, <laughs> I know right, I bought a mic. But after this episode, I'm not so sure if I'm still going to be alive or if I'm still going to be breathing. <laughs> because here in my country, they don't like educated people and they don't like people who speak up um, about the government. But don't care never cared so <laughs> wow strong so anyway i've watched the kingmaker yes right i've been shoving this documentary to people's throat if i know you before this election i've already recommended this do- documentary to you i know i did because i've watched this last last month ago before the election and it was a really good documentary that shows how the marquises live extravagantly yes extravagantly like i wish i could talk to matt about this documentary and matt is <clears throat> someone who's close to me and he's also guiding me to have a better understanding with my people which are the filipinos and i wish i could talk to him so you could hear us talk and like converse about this but at the same time i want him to not join anymore because he has his own platform which i don't want to um kind of say because he doesn't want to but yeah he in his page my mic fell <laughs> my mic fell but in his own platform he um talks and corrects misinformation and fake news so let's not get him into any trouble anymore but i'm gonna share to you what i've learned from matt um um what i've learned from him is that we should be kind to everyone and this is probably going to be this is probably sounds cliche that oh we should be kind to everyone but um he said that even if they voted for a different candidate than what we voted um um we should still be kind to them and not all of them are bad people some of them are just victims of fake news and disinformation um some of them can still be persuaded and they could still change especially when they heard that the real story um i mean especially when they heard the real story um of the marcuses but like we should be patient to them and talk to them and understand them or understand where they're coming from because that's the only way to do it Uh, he reminded me that Filipinos are not the real enemy here. It's the machinery of Marcuses and how they whitewash the history of martial law. But a lot of people died there. Not died because they did something bad. But some died because they fought for freedom. And some died because napagtripan lang sila. Some were raped. Some were tortured. 
and i'm gonna be talking about this because i have a long day and i already have a mic so (laughs) but yeah there is a book called the conjugal dictatorship of ferdinand and imelda marcus and it was written by primitivo mihares who is a newspaper man's newspaper man and he defined in that book he defined imelda marcus as someone that's ambitious and i'm gonna be revealing all of that to you because like i've said i have all the time in the world so if you're wondering or if you don't know what the kingmaker is i'm gonna shove it to your to your throat it's a documentary that's directed by lauren greenfield and the documentary or that documentary revolves around the marcuses none other than them which are imelda her son bong bong marcos Aimee marcos and their father which is huh, none other than the late dictator himself ferdinand marcos what's good about this documentary is every word that they're saying is coming from their own mouths their mouth means their own words and no filter so there are a lot of misconceptions and let's just say fake news about or disinformation about the martial law that happened way back 1972 until 1986 which is fuck a 14-year of sitting in power now in the 21st century or way back 2016 wow <laughs> um 2016 bobong um, the son of the late dictator, Bongbong Marcos, ran for vice presidency and his opponent was Lenny Robredo. At that time, Lenny has no name at all. And almost everyone's wondering about this girl. Um, where did she came from? Who is this girl? But her background speaks so much about herself. She was working in Pau or public attorney's office so after passing the bar she used her knowledge to help the voiceless people and those people who needed counseling and so she worked like this for 13 years 13 years is long and (laughs) if you're just pretending to be a hero or to be a kind person i don't think anyone could pretend to be that helpful and kind for 13 years (laughs) which what we've been seeing online that she's just pretending to be kind but (laughs) in the documentary called the kingmaker it was shown how terrible the marcus regime was a lot of people died like i've said a lot of people joined the protest and here listen to me before there wasn't such thing as social media so no one could protest or no one could post that oh makita kita tayo sa edza mga 10 a.m it was very different back then so imagine the fact that even if there weren't any social media before two million people gathered to stop ferdinand marcus it was a time that filipinos are fed up with their corruptions lies and the marcuses deceiving the filipinos in the documentary we could see how the marcus family doesn't care about the victims of their father's regime so To them, it should be forgotten already, or shall we say, it should be revised already. 
There's also a scene there when Imelda wanted to bring exotic animals in the Philippines. Specifically in a place called Kalawit Island. Uh, Imelda took or exported animals such as giraffe, zebras, uh, etc. And what she did or what they did is that they didn't know where to place it. So... They wanted fucking animals, but they don't have a fucking place to let it roam or fucking whatever. Um, so what they did is in the province of Palawan in Kalawit Island, which is, by the way, trivia time, um, mostly inhabited by the Tagbanwa people, they forcefully, forcefully displaced 200-something families just so Imelda could see these animals and live extravagantly. And she's very ambitious, just like what Primitivo Mejares said. And I couldn't agree more. And after years of replacing animals over people, she never even visited that place ever again. Never. <laughs> One of the caretakers there testified that no Marcus has paid the visit or whatever. The testimony of an old woman now said, We were forced to leave our homes when they bought the ani- brought the animals. We were told that the animals and the people cannot be together. We were afraid of the military. We're sad. We're sad. Because animals arrived to replace us. You can see the statement on a documentary called The Kingmaker. And there was also this scene that Imelda said, When I became first lady, it became more demanding for me. If I'm going to the slum areas, I have to dress up and make myself more beautiful because the poor always look for a star in the dark of the night. (laughs) What the heck? What the heck? And a woman who lives in a slum area was interviewed about her thoughts with Imelda Marcos. And she said in Filipino, Maganda rin siya mag-ano, na mag-ano si Imelda. May edad na siya, maganda pa rin. Lalo na sa pananamit, talagang nakakaano. Mas maganda nun kay Marcos kasi dati di kami naghihirap ng gutom. Kasi nagi kami naghihirap ngayon. Iboboto ko si Marcos, si Bongbong Marcos, para naman mabago. That's what she said. So, back to the year 2016, BBM and Lenny fought for the position of vice presidency and VP Lenny Robredo won. However, BBM, instead of accepting his defeat, he complained or instead of helping the poor with the money that he's going to use for that recount, he complained. So, what they did is they did a recount. When they did a recount, <laughs> Vipelani's vote increased more, so it was obviously her who won. It became a change in the history of election because Lenny didn't come from a dynasty. She's the first Robredo who run for the presidency or any position that there is, and she has a clean track record, like I've said to you already, guys. So other countries would report that she's a clean candidate and no stain of corruption. However, in the Philippines, which is my country, she's being attacked by fake news and she's being labeled as Lutang or Lugao. Lugao means that she's not aware of what she's saying whenever she's speaking and Lugao is a Filipino food. But like, they also say Lugao when someone's not smart. So 
with all the spliced video and fake news and disinformation and people relating her to Aquinas, it became complicated for her. I would say that it became too much, but she never really cared and listened to them because she likes to work. And I would say that that's fine because that's actually a good role model. model. But however, it also affected her votes, which is sad but true um, because of that it affected her votes and whenever i would meet people they would say they would relate learning to the aquinos and i would say that if hindi nga kasalanan ng anak yung kasalanan ni Anes, bakit natin ipinapasa yung kasalanan ng Aquino kay Lenny? Hindi naman sila magkaano-ano. So, yon <laughs> In the documentary called The Kingmaker, it was documented there the day that they flew to Hawaii after the people ousted them. Oust! They ousted the Marcuses and they entered... Um, and th- at that time, when they ousted the Marcuses, when they already flew to Hawaii, they entered to Malacanang only to see the collection of shoes that Imelda had. When they entered inside Malacanang, the Marcuses weren't there anymore. And after years of, the, of that revolution, of that so-called people power that our heroes, two million heroes, did for us, um, Bongbong Marcus came back to the Philippines and... Filipinos welcomed him, um, and this only goes to show that Filipinos forgot their history. He didn't honor or apologize for what happened in the past. Pero sabi nga ni VP Lenny, yung sorry voluntarily given yon pero given yon pero dapat voluntarily given yon pero yung ninakaw nila that should be given to us because sa atin yun eh pera natin yun he didn't pay their taxes didn't surrender didn't surrender what they stole from us her mother's convicted with graft but she's not in prison his son or Sandro Marcos run for a position in Ilocos Norte this 2022 so they're a part of Dynasty even if Sandro didn't, didn't run for a position, they're still a part of Dynasty because of Aimi and Imelda this is just a theory but someday Sandro Marcos will run for presidency and I all I hope is that all we hope is that by that time, Filipinos are already awake and that they've learned from their past already from our past already i would say kasama ko doon kasi filipino din naman ako so ipaglalaban ko pa rin kayo guys kahit ah, ko sa inyos but now this part of my talk i'm done with explaining everything of how they come back why they come back came back now this part of my talk is just more of me expressing myself because i'm done with telling you the story of how they were ousted and how they came back to the Philippines. This talk is now about the 2022 election and how BBM could possibly win. <sighs> this is going to take a little long, but he's currently leading and he's about to win. He garnered 31 million votes while Vipileni garnered only 4 million something. But that's not yet final because they're doing a manual counting. So at that time when we were about to vote, I would tell you the story of my first ever, my first time ever, like to vote. Um, I was with my parents. 
um, we I, I guess at the at, at the time when we were about to vote I think it was only 6.15 a.m. when we line up and when we got there I'm a first time voter like I've said I was shaking <laughs> nervous I was nervous I carefully shaded my ballot and it felt good to vote when you know you voted for what's right and you know that your conscience is clear after I voted after I voted I went home and I immediately immediately used my phone I saw what's been happening with machines some are not fucking working some stopped on working and mind you the preparation for this election is years so when that happened we were all frustrated because Even if I voted already and our machines working, I still felt angry that they didn't honor these things and they even blamed the people. But in fact, it was their fault for not being prepared. That exact day, we've seen na pinapaiwan na lang yung papel nila kasi di gumagana yung machines. Sinasabi ng mga watchers na sila na lang yung magpapasok kapag gumana na. Some left. Pero there's this one case na madaling araw na, madaling araw na, pero yung mga tao... Mostly kabataan, hindi nila iniwan yung papel nila hanggang hindi pumapasok sa loob ng machines at di nila nakikita resibo nila. I say stan, but I also felt bad that that thing happened to them and that they had to wait for so long. It made me sick that Comelec didn't honor vote buying, they didn't honor the machines that didn't work, they didn't extended the voting for at least two hours because machines aren't working and that's not my people's fault that's not the filipinos fault it's their fault this is what happened during election and i don't know probably when i'm already dead someday and some teenager listened to this and they've they've they they're they look back on what happened um in 2022 election and what why we failed then this is it this is the reason why most old people voted for um ferdinand marcos or like bongbong marcos before and now most of them are old people and they turn a blind eye and some of them are also teenagers who are my my schoolmates they turned a blind eye as well come like turned a blind eye and chose not to listen to the people they chose to be blind with these problems and it makes me sad as well that filipinos forgot their history even those who live abroad they also forgot our history oftentimes we only regret something when it already happened when it already happened now that there's a possibility that another marcos would win it's a little hard to compliment how we got here it's a little sad to think on why we got here and why we let this happen when we did a house to house campaign we were full of hope that filipinos would listen and they did it was very different from the online world but although i'm already expecting that marcus will win because of how strong his machinery is and how they are glorified online i still fought for what i know is right because that's how hopeful i was we were hopeful 
Just like what Vicky said, this election changed how elections are conducted in this country. Hindi mo na kailangan umatendang debate. Kailangan mo lang ng malakas na machinery at long story of history. Tsaka mga pinupost mo online na puro kasinungalingan, whatever. Um, and yung mga vloggers na pinupost nila yung whatever, kung ano-ano, para mag-glorify yung Marcoses. When in fact, hindi dapat yun nangyayari kasi nakinabang sila sa nakaw na, nakaw na ayaw nilang ibalik. <sighs> Pahirapan pa. Tapos ngayon, there's a possibility na ipasara na yung PCGG na kung saan yun yung kumukolekta ng mga ninakaw ng Marcoses. So, even if I was sad for a while, I know that I was sad, not because of my candidate not winning. It's more of us, Filipinos, not winning. But it's valid to be sad. I was sad for a while. I cried for days and days, and so does Matt. So does the other people that are close to my, to my, to me. And I'm glad that I found people who shared the same feelings with me. And it felt good to actually have conversation and relate to each other. Now we're just looking forward to volunteer for to VP Lenny's NGO here in Manila because she will open an organization where people could donate and we're going to be a part of that. I couldn't help to be excited and I couldn't wait to help and be a part of that and make a change and to be a part of history.